Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. P. Cripps. Three votes. And I declare the winner of the 2022 Brownlow Medal is Patrick Cripps of the Carlton Football Club. I actually don't know whether to laugh or cry. It's, um, Do both. Yeah. I, um, I, I loved footy growing up as a kid and um, I still remember being at boarding school back in WA and I used to always ask my mum, make sure you sign me out. Uh, give me leave on Brownlee night because I used to love watching it and um, my older brother Daniel used to always sign me out and we used to always watch it together and um, mate it's uh, it's unbelievable yeah I um, yeah I can't put it into words at the moment but it's a it's a it's a massive honour and um, I'm absolutely pumped massive honour absolutely pumped incredibly uh, well deserved uh, Paddy Cripps um, a phenomenal career so far in 2019 he was the uh, AFLPA. Uh, MVP. Uh, he's a three-time All-Australian. He's a three-time Best and Fairest winner. Uh, it'll be probably four times by the end of this season. He was taken pick 13 in the 2013 National Draft. Born in Perth and moved to a small farming town of Northampton who's uh, produced some incredible AFL talent uh, along the way. Uh, and then he went to East Fremantle in the Waffle and uh, a man that uh, coached him at WA level and under-18s is Michael Pratt. He's been good enough to jump on the line with us to share a few stories of a young Paddy Cripps. Um, Michael, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, yeah, my pleasure, Sam. What's the first... Well, before we get to that, just watching last night, what was your, the emotions that you were feeling and, and, and when you saw him get up to accept that award, you hear his name read out? How proud were you? Uh, look, unbe- unbelievably proud. It's... Uh... He's, he's just such a great fella, Patrick, and um, it's uh, look just texted back and forth with one of the one of the uh, assistant coaches from the like days coaching WA, and um, yeah, it's just just amazing, just so exciting. When was the first time that uh, Paddy Cripps came um, into your spectrum uh, across the desk uh, on your radar, whichever um, whichever one of those expressions we, we want to use? Um, yeah, so so we started hearing about Paddy because I coached the 18s in. 2012. It started. We started hearing about Paddy uh, towards the end of 2012. He was playing PSA footy, and uh, so school in a school competition over here. Um, and we were hearing that you know this big kid from from Northampton was um, was going pretty well, and he'd be a c- contender for the for the side in 2013. So obviously um, he took part in the preseason games, and we're heading along to look at, to watch him. And um, he's uh, yeah, he's, he's certainly a different sort of player uh, to. to what you would typically see uh, an 18-year-old midfielder look like. So what did you see? What did you see when you first laid eyes on him? Uh, he's sort of uh, lanky, a lanky-type kid. Um, seemed uh, He seemed too small for his body, if that makes any sense, like he was still going to be growing into it. Mm. Um, he probably doesn't want me to say this, but he was a bit sloppy, like he wasn't in the greatest condition 
ever. Well, he said and that uh, last night, so uh, he's opened that door. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't <laughs> great, so he had, a, he, had a bit, he had a bit of work to do, and you'd sort of watch him and go, you'd sort of see him off the track. You'd sort of think, wow, I, I don't know what everyone's talking about. But then you'd watch him play, and he's just had a unique ability to, um, to win the footy in contested situations. It's just it's quite remarkable what he's able to do. It, it really is. And, you know, he'll, he'll tell the stories about how he grew 20 centimetres in 12 months and all those sort of things. And I think, you know, it, it's, just, it's just such a unique background. And you've got a player who grew up having to learn all the tricks of a small player and then suddenly became a big player but already had all those tricks. It's just it's just incredible, and you watch him when you watch him win clearances now, and he's just he's just on another level to most other players. So there's the first time you see the player, but what about the first time you meet the, the young man, the young person? Uh, yeah, very quiet. Uh, I spoke to him after a game at Eastermantle Oval. Very quiet. Um, there's a couple of more boisterous teammates. Uh, there was a few Eastermantle boys in that squad actually. A couple of more boisterous teammates than him who were a lot more happy to have a chat. Cripper didn't want to say a lot, but. Yeah, what he um, what he did say was always pretty meaningful, and he, uh, he, as you're probably aware, he went on and was elected into the leadership group for the side and all those sort of things. And he was, you know, Dom was the captain, and but between, to be honest, between between Paddy Cripps and Tommy Barras, they were probably the leaders, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, yeah, it was a uh, it was it was a great group. When he was so he was playing um, at he was playing at East Fremantle. Uh, sorry, he was playing yeah East Fremantle. Um, uh, yeah, and, and, and you were his state coach. What did you That's think right. was going to be the biggest obstacle for him to overcome if he was going to end up making it uh, onto the biggest stage? Um, all the criticism about Paddy was always... All the recruiters were always criticising his ability to run. Mm. And, you know, he didn't cover the ground well enough. Uh, he, he sort of had a really good day playing against Vic Metro at Subiaco Oval where, you know, there's a, there a sort of passage of play where he had two or three running bounces coming out of the back line. And, you know, that, that was the sort of sort of thing that everyone was looking to see for him and it, from him. And he really sort of challenged himself to to show that he, he was able to run and able to cover the ground. And, you know, that, that, on draft night, he wasn't expected to go as high as he did. So, you know, Carlton taking him in at, I think we went 13. Yeah, he did. Like that. We, that, was a, that was a surprise. We had Matt so, Rendell uh, on earlier who was recruiting for Collingwood um, at the time and they uh, had two picks ahead and he said we've, we we didn't take him because we, we were worried about his ability aerobically um, and yeah. he, he then said that when we realised how big a mistake we'd made with him, we didn't make the same mistake when we took Braden Maynard who we were had the same concerns about. Um, but weren't going to be um, made to look foolish again. So that was really interesting. What? What? How coachable was he, um, Michael? We're speaking to oh, Michael Pratt, who's um, who Paddy Cripps' WA under-18s coach. How coachable was he? Did he seek knowledge? Did he seek feedback? And did he did he implement it straight away, or did it take a bit of time? No, no. He he was he was always looking to try and try and become a better player. So he was he was very keen to go through vision, ask questions. He he was terrific. No doubt he was terrific. He uh, he wanted to do everything he could to to take his footy as far as he, as far as it as far as it could take him. So he, he was a very impressive young kid. What have you uh, made of his journey when he got taken um, from his second year? I've I've made the point often that he was Carlton's number one centre clearance player and number two contested possession winner in just his second year of footy, which is astounding. Um, when you when at, at that era as well, it was heavy congestion 
um, at that time and a lot of stoppages. So he was doing a lot of hard work uh, with a, as a 19-year-old. Yeah, um, I, I suppose from, from my perspective, um, I wasn't massively surprised that he was able to do that. Uh, it was just, um, he just had a unique collection of, of size and, as I said, skills, having grown up as a smaller mm. player and then grown so suddenly and become a bigger player. He, and he's, a, he's an amazing competitor, Gripper. He's an amazing competitor. So I wasn't surprised at the numbers. I was, you'd watch the games and you would be worried and concerned about him as a, you know, how long is he going to be able to do this for? Mm. You see him get absolutely absolutely pummeled and um, you, you don't know how many 19 year old 20 year old kids are going to be able to going to be able to sustain that but he's done a pretty good job I think he has and has it worried you as it's gone on um, he speaks about this year being he's really he's enjoying his footy more than um, more than any other year um, he, he talks about the relationship now between the midfield group and how they he feels like they're on the same page with a lot of things and um, I have made the point that I felt like he's had to do too much of that work for far too long. Last year, he looked, you know, 26 going on 46 uh, at times and a lot of strapping and, 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 you know, he had the back injury and, and, you know, he was shouldering a lot of load. And this year, no surprise, they bring in all the support. He has his best career year. Has it worried you over the journey? Uh, oh, look, you don't, you don't like to see any player getting, getting battered around and not able to live up to their full potential. So... Mm. So yeah, of course. I mean, the hope's always been that that Carlton would improve, and I always believed that as Carlton became a better side, and every side goes through cycles, um, as Carlton became a better better side, Paddy would just become a more and more important player, and I think that'll that'll be proven correct over the next couple of years. I still think, you know, the opportunity for him to to go forward a little more, take a few more marks, and and be and be such a a threat as a goal kicker will come in the future. Uh, and he did uh, kick more goals this year th- than he ever has. So that's the side of the game that he's being able to flourish in because of that extra support. Um, do, he talks about the fact that he just loves footy and loved playing with his mates. Was was that was it as simple as that for you? Is that what you observed when you watched him, that this is a guy that just loves doing what he's doing and who he's doing it with? Yeah, he's always um, – there's always players – there's always players as you come through and – I've sort of been coaching in the pathway since O2 now, and there's players who come through and they're just good at football, mm. but they don't they don't really love it. And there's other players who just embrace every part of it. And it, it was it was you, you guys would have got a sense of that listening to Cripper last night talking about watching the Brownlow Medal as a kid. Like a lot of a lot of under 18s players now wouldn't watch a Brownlow Medal, but they wouldn't care. They'd see the result on Twitter and that'd mm. be it. But Cripper's always loved footy. Yeah, and. He just wants to be out on the park with his, with his mates, and he likes to likes to go into a game, likes to have a plan, and go, "Hey, let's let's see what you've got, let's see what we've got, and let's try and let's try and win." That's what he that's what he loves to do. You know, he just wants to wants to compete and win with his mates. And have you been able to stay in touch over the years, game. Michael? Uh, yeah, look, we don't we don't talk a lot. We sort of text back and forth a bit. We sort of texted back and forth a bit last night, and um, he's he's just a he's a great kid. I just yeah. I'm what very did, proud to say that I know him. You know. What did you say to him when you when you text him last night? Um, there's a. I, I don't think I can actually repeat what I said to him because it was. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a few expletives in it, but it was. The, the essence of the message was that's that's fantastic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it, I didn't quite word it that way. Sure. Yeah, and um, and I suppose when you do the job that you do. Everything that you put into this for these kids is to try and get them into a place, in a position where they can achieve 
what Paddy's done. And that's at the, t- the upper echelon of it. At the lower echelon, it's just to try and help them become the best football players they can be. So when you see someone doing that that you've helped along the way, I can only imagine that when you take a moment, and I know you won't make it about you, but the satisfaction you would get from a moment like last night. Uh, look, it's... Oh, look, I, don't, I must admit, I don't take too much credit for Cripper winning the Brownlow medal. I mean, he's, I've coached him for nearly 10 years now. Mm. But I'm certainly, I, I certainly am really proud watching him play. And yeah. today, you know, you just do think, I, you know, you've played a small part in that. I've, I've, I've been really lucky because I've coached in the pathway since '02, and I've got to spend time with the state side, with the AIS. So there's a, there's a lot of players I've, play, I've coached who are playing AFL now. And my missus hates watching the footy with me because every time someone kicks a goal, I'm pretty keen to say, I taught him that. <laughs> and she doesn't... She, she used to think it was funny, but not so much now. Well, I think it's uh, funny. It's, it, it's true. It does make you feel just that sense of pride, you know? You're just like, yeah, I, I taught him how to do that. And I'll say things like, yeah, he, he, could, he could barely pick the ball up below his knees when I started coaching him. Look at him now. So let me... Uh, all this sort of stuff. And it's all... Sorry, okay. Michael. I, no, I cut you off. Apologies. No, it's all tongue-in-cheek sort of stuff. But, yeah, you feel unbelievable pride just watching these players. And at the same time, you, you, also, feel, you also feel really disappointed when they go through some hardships and things mm. like that. And certainly I've seen my, my fair share of that as well. And it's, um, it's not easy for these guys trying to play footy at the elite level. And, you know, we mentioned Dom Sheep before. He's basically missed an entire season of footy mm. just trying to overcome injury and all this sort of stuff. And there's a really hard, brutal part of the game. And, mm. you know, I've got... I've, I pulled up a list of players. I try to keep records of who I've coached, who's been drafted, and all of that. And I scroll through this list now, and then, you know the name in the list above, Patrick Cripps, is Cam McCarthy. You know, footy mm. has not had the same been the same journey for, for Cam McCarthy as it has for Cripper. The name below Cripper is Blake Akers. He's currently in contract dispute with the Dockers. You know, there's there's hard there's hard parts of it. Mm. A couple more names down is Dale Garlett, and what a tragic story that is. Mm. Know, the most talented kid I've ever seen in my life, and you know he's been in and out of jail and all sorts of things. It's um, it's 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 a real challenge for a lot of these guys, and it's great for great for Cripper, and he's he's obviously been able to go through and make it a success. But all these kids have massive dreams at age 17 and 18, and not everyone gets to fulfil them. And I suppose that makes what what Paddy's been able to achieve all the more incredible, right? No, oh, it's it's brilliantly said. Um... And and very poignant, and and thank you for giving us uh, that insight. And it's just a little reminder, um, Michael. The last question I've got for you is is if if you have if you if someone's asking you to send in a resume for the whatever the next coaching job is, and it says just give us a list of some of the players that you've coached along the way. Whose name do you put first? Uh, whose name do I put first? Um, I I probably just in terms of. Um, I'm going to go left field and I'm going to say something. I'm probably going to put Camden McIntosh's name first. He's just the ultimate team player, a couple of yep. premierships. And I just, the things that he, what, coming from where he did, living down in Ravenswood, basically, you know, spending so much time effectively bringing up his, you know, brothers and sisters, and there's seven of them. It's just an amazing story. An amazing story, and it doesn't get better than that. Um, but Cripsy's right up the top. Steve Cornelio's right at the top. I love coaching Jager O'Meara. He's also from up where Cripsy's from. He's from Dongra, not from Northampton. You know, there's so many of these guys. Um, Jay Hopper had it at the AIS. He's unbelievable in terms of someone mm. trying to get everything out of himself. Just, you know, Charlie Cameron, what, a, what an amazing character he was. He uh, played in the same state side that 
to Cripps he played in and he was basically not drafted. No one wanted him, you know. He was rookie listed and, mm. and look at him now, you know. Incredible. I uh, love Charlie as a player and as a person uh, as well. Um, yeah, uh, Dom Sheed, uh, Mitch McGovern, Alir Alir, um, these are just some of the names. And um, you've uh, from your Colts days too, you, you, Logan McDonald, who's going to play in a grand final. Um, yeah, how amazing for Logan, right? Yeah. How incredible for Logan to be playing in a grand final this week. It's, uh, it's incredible. And, um, yeah, just, just incredible. What a, great, what a great kid. What a great family. And, um, look, it's, it's, it's so exciting for for, for you know, for Darren and Connor, his younger brother, and just just I can't can't wait, just can't wait to see him run out there this weekend. He's got a um, he's having an, appre- an incredible apprenticeship at the moment with not just Buddy Franklin, but you know Sam Reed's a great story in perseverance and a premiership player as well. He's in a forward line with Isaac yeah, Heaney at the moment, and um, we we've, we're getting glimpses with Logan. You tell us where the ceiling is for him because you've seen him at his very best. How good can he be? Oh look, Logan. Logan's um, Logan's trying to play the hardest position in the in the game as a as basically a nineteen twenty year old, and it's um, you know, he's, he's, I, don't, I don't know if everyone realises, but these um these key defenders at AFL level, they're, they're like serious players. Yeah, they're quite handy. They, they they're pretty good. They're, they're, they're <laughs> serious players. So you've got you've got someone like Logan who even I know he played some senior footy at, at Waffle level. He sort of played the eight games in the in the COVID year. And did did quite well, but it's it's playing state league playing state league footy and playing AFL footy. It's it's not a different game. It's a different sport. And you know the zoning defence, the the, the extras dropping back and all that sort of stuff. You don't deal with that in state level footy. Mm. You just don't. And I know it's I know it's hard to explain that to people, but AFL footy is so different, so very very different. Logan, I think, is going to be a, a super player just because he's so committed and he he loves football. He's like cripple like that. He just loves footy. And I'm, I'm just excited to watch where he, where he goes. And to, to be able to play with Bud, I mean, you know, the fact that Buddy came through playing footy at Perth, Logan's a Perth footy club player as well. It's just, just incredible for both yeah. of those two boys to be connected to one another. You know, different generation really, but same same sort of state league footy club and, you know, both key forwards. Hey, Michael, it's, it's been... amazing. It's been fantastic chatting to you. Thanks for giving us some time, um, giving us an insight on on the Patrick Cripps that came through your door in the state under-18s and, and some of the other players too that you've uh, coached along the journey uh, and just some of the lessons too that are good for all of us to keep in mind that you've been able to share. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again. Yeah, that's my pleasure, Sam. Thanks very much. Michael Pratt, uh, Coach Paddy Cripps, WA Under-18s, uh, 2012 to 2014. Colts coaching for Perth, uh, 2018 to 2022 as well. So really impressive names that uh, have at one point or another been under his tutelage. Uh, and great to get that insight from him. Jeez, oh, we're almost out of time. Come back on the other side of this with a couple more heroes and villains on the Sporting Capital. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.